Hi, and welcome to the River of Life Assembly of God podcast. We are so glad you joined us. Our prayer is that today's message will impact your life in a positive way. We believe there is power in the Word of God. So open your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you today. Amen and amen. Good morning, everyone. Good to see you. I'm so glad that you're joining us today. How you doing? Are you ready for the Word? Tell the person next to you, say, I'm ready for the Word. Come on, tell the person next to you, I'm ready for the Word. Somebody's in the kitchen, say, hey, come on and sit down. We're ready for the Word. You need to hear this today. Amen. I got some support up here today. How many know we all need some support? So I got my team up here that's going to help amen us and help uh, be engaged in the service. And hopefully you're sitting next to somebody. I'm just reading off of YouTube and people are joining us from our website, from Facebook Live or from our YouTube page. And I just got the YouTube page open right now and I love to read the comments and see where you are. So if you're viewing from outside of Southeast Michigan especially... Give a shout out, let us know where you are. Last week we had people joining us from uh, Kentucky, Florida, Alabama, all over the place. And it's just so encouraging to see how this is going out and ministering to so many people. And uh, so give a shout out. And if you're from Southeast Michigan, that's okay. Where are you at? Where's Don River people at? Where's Taylor at? You in Sumter, Belleville, wherever you are, just give some shout outs. Ennis Smith. Amen. Good to see you, Ennis. Good to see you, Bob Davenport. Amen. Are you ready for the word? Yeah, Lisa says she's ready for the word. Are you ready for the word? Carissa, you ready for the word? Amen. There they come, coming in. Amen. I love this. This is so different, but this is so cool, so unique. And uh, as I said, I got my team up here today. I'm going to try to move around so you can see them all. You don't want to miss next week. Tell the person next to you, you don't want to miss next week. These guys are going to be not only just sitting here next week, but they're going to be helping me minister. we got something very special planned for you next week. So tune in. The same bat channel. You remember that? Okay. Some of you know who I am. Otherwise, has no, other, some of you may not even know what that means. 1030, I'm going to come to you. i got something very special that we want to really minister, especially for those that are coming into the faith, maybe for the first time or the first time in a long time. We're just going to share some things on our personal stories and how God has helped us uh, get into a rhythm, get into a pattern. How many are still practicing the pattern? Come on, put it in the chat and say, I'm still practicing the pattern of faith. Come on, I'm still practicing the pattern of faith. I know you are because you're tuning with us today. Uh, so go over to Psalm chapter 42 in your Bible. I want to talk about hope today. I uh, woke up last week, last Monday, and when I woke up, I don't know about you, but I woke up thinking, is this all a dream? <laughs> Hopefully this is all a dream. Have you done that yet? I've done that a couple times. I can't believe this is happening. Still, it kind of, you know, hits me like, wow, what is happening? It's unreal. It really is. We've almost gotten used to it. See how quick we can get used to abnormality? And uh, that's a good thing. That can be a bad thing. God doesn't want you to get used to something that he hasn't designed for your life. Did you catch that? He doesn't want you to adjust and get used to living in a lifestyle or a particular way that God hasn't designed for you to do it. I'm reminded of the man in John 5 who was sick for 38 years. He sat next to the pool of Bethesda. And an angel would come down and stir the water and the first one in would be healed. Remember that story? 
when we were in Israel, I got to go over and see that very location. And what always amazes me about that story is Jesus, the Bible says, Jesus knew he was sick. And he walked up to him, knowing he was sick, and he asked what we would think would be a dumb question. He would say, do you want to be made well? Uh, I'm not preaching that today, but that's for somebody today. What other words, Jesus is saying, you don't want to get used to living this kind of life because God's will is for you to not be like this. See, you can get used to, to things that God hasn't uh, necessarily want for your life. And uh, the man finally was healed, and he made some excuses, and Jesus finally healed him. I woke up last week, and the Lord just spoke this to my heart. Keep hope alive. Come on, I want you to say that with me. Keep hope alive. And I didn't have a, no place to go, so I'm just going to title this today, Keeping Hope Alive. Keeping hope alive. What I love about being able to come to you in this way is you can go back and look at these messages and watch these messages. Every Tuesday, the YouTube, our YouTube channel will release this video message along with our podcast. And so if you've got some friends or family that's really struggling and needing some hope. And by the way, you may want to go back in a month from now or six months from now and, and be able to look at these messages again and be reminded. Because that's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to teach us how to keep hope alive. Amen. And there's so many different ways that I could do this, but I decided to go to Psalm 42. You know, we're a week past Resurrection Sunday. Tell the person next to you, Jesus is still alive. He's still alive. Come on, you got to be real loud today. Jesus is still alive. And your Bible says in Acts chapter 1 that Jesus stuck around for 40 days, um, showing himself to different people for 40 days. For over 500 people, Jesus would appear uh, alive. Why was he doing that? He was keeping hope alive. He was keeping hope alive because they saw Jesus on the cross. Many of them thought that was it and they thought their life was over. But how many know that Resurrection Sunday came? He rose from the dead. You ever think of that? He rose from the dead. Isn't that amazing? You know, the Bible says that same power, that same spirit, it, it abides in you and I who have Jesus living on the inside. But Jesus did that, and he, and he did that on purpose to keep hope alive in other people. Why did he do that? Because hope cures spiritual sickness. Hope cures spiritual sickness. What do you mean by spiritual sickness? Look at the scripture in Proverbs. It says it like this. Hope deferred makes the soul sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. I love that. It says hope deferred makes the soul sick. It means if you're, you're hoping for something, and when it doesn't take place, when it doesn't happen the way you're hoping, it makes you have a sickness on the inside. It makes your soul sick. Many people are, are sick right now. They're spiritually sick right now, and it's simply because of COVID-19, of the things we had planned. The things that we got to look, we were looking forward to and doing this year. And we were, our hopes was up. 2020 started off with a bang for us here at River of Life. Got this beautiful building. And we were just taking off. And God's just adding to the church and all these awesome ministries. And it's just amazing. And in our family, my daughter got married. We're celebrating her marriage. This is a big year for us. And uh, they were getting ready to go on their honeymoon. And then Rona showed up. Hashtag, I hate Rona. Come on, somebody needs to put that in the chat right now. 
and, and, it, and it ended up just, just causing everything to, to just be put on hold. Hope deferred makes the soul sick. And maybe you're, you're watching and you, you, were, you were in a, in a marriage and you, you had high hopes for that marriage. You had a high hope for that relationship. You thought for sure he was the one. You thought for sure she was the one. And everything was going fine, but it didn't work out the way that you thought it would work out. And now you're sick. And now you're sick. Because you, you hoped this would be the one. And you walk around and, you're, and your soul is sick. I'm just trying to help you identify what, what the depression and anxiety is coming from. Sometimes it's simply because we've allowed our hope down. Many young people are looking forward to graduating 2020, the class of 2020. And I know many of you, of you are feeling it. You're, you're feeling like, man, I, I, really, I really wanted this. This year was going to be the year that I did this. Well, I got good news for you. I realized something, that God is not always in the destination. Sometimes he's in the detour. Amen. Come on. God isn't always in the destination. Sometimes he's in the detour. Boy, that'll preach by itself. Come on. That, I mean, keep hope alive. He, God is the God in the detour. Sometimes you think, man, I don't understand why this happened. Well, God has a plan. And I'm not going to get nervous because God has a purpose. Come on, somebody. Isn't that good? Yeah. I'm not going to get nervous because God has a purpose. He has a purpose for Corona. He has a purpose for Rona. Amen. He's got a purpose, so I'm not going to get nervous. Are you with me today? And that's where we are in Psalm 42 where David he was in a detour. His hope was alive. He was anointed to be king. He defeated a giant. He got the attention of, of, of the palace of Israel's king. And, and he's got, he later got anointed. And Samuel came to the house. And he had high hopes. His family had high hopes. He was the anointed one. He felt God's blessing in his life. And everything was going right. Everything was going smooth. Then all of a sudden, it's like the rug got pulled out from underneath him. He didn't see that coming. I mean, oh, no one saw this coming. But God did. And God saw it coming for David. And David finds himself running on the backside of the desert. He's running for his life. Saul is trying to kill him. He is in the detour. And he's, and he's being real transparent about Psalm 42. I'm not going to read the whole chapter. We're going to just pull some things out of it. But I encourage you to go back later today or, or later this week and read chapter 42 of Psalm. And see how many times he mentions hope and, and how many times he, he's able to come out of it. So you see this this, this uh, thing that David does. See, David, it's hard. he's being very transparent. He's, be, he's being brutally honest that he's actually, even though he's God's anointed, he's not feeling anointed. Have you ever had days like that? I'm talking to the church today. You, you ever feel, there's one scripture where David actually says, although I'm anointed king, I am weak today. I preached a message one time. Although he's anointed, he was still weak. And we always, we try to put up sometimes, uh, you know, facades like everything is okay and that, you know, we're not really having a bad day because we got the answer. Because the Bible says that hope begins in us. If you're a Christian, it says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hope in you. Tell the person next to you, hope is in you. Come on, shake the person next to you and say, hope is in you. You got permission. I'll, I like to interact if you're watching for the first time. And I miss your amens. And so they're my amen. I get to pick on them. Amen. I get to, it makes me feel a little bit normal. See, you got to do what you got to do. Amen. But, but you got to, the hope is in you. The Bible says hope is in you. Christ is in you, the hope of glory. So that means if you've got Jesus Christ in you, you have hope there. And David had hope. But you know what? He's being brutally honest. And he's saying, although I've got hope, 
although I'm supposed to have the answer, I don't feel the hope. So look at this. Three times in verse 5, 6, and 11, he talks about how he's feeling and he's not having this hope. Are you ready? It says in verse 5, he says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. Look at the next one. Then he says again in verse 5, Oh my God, my soul is cast down within you. Verse 11 says it again. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. He's actually telling himself to hope in God. And yet shall I praise him. Have you ever had a good talk with yourself? Have you ever just had a self-talk? I mean, it's, it's not crazy to talk to yourself. Amen. They say unless you talk back. Well, I talk to myself and I talk back. And I even go into the third person sometimes. You know, I rehearse conversations. I'm always, I'm always doing that. And I'll, that's just sometimes you may think I'm crazy, but that's part of living for God. I realize when God is with you, you're not talking to yourself. You're never alone. You're talking to the Holy Spirit. But David's talking to himself. He's saying, why are you cast down? He says, he's saying, I know I'm supposed to have the answers. I know I'm anointed to be king. But if I'm really honest with you, I, I am troubled. And, and that word disquieted that I just showed you, it also means in turmoil or disrupted. So, he's, you know, we, we've been disrupted. COVID-19 disrupted everything. Look at what we're doing. This is not what we planned. You look around this beautiful building. We got all kind of stuff that we did not plan on being this way Eight weeks ago, we've been disrupted. Everything's been disrupted. Your vacations, disrupted. Honeymoons, disrupted. Graduation, disrupted. Your job, your relationship. We've experienced a disruption in everything that we do. And that's what David is saying here. He's saying, I've been disrupted. I know I'm supposed to have the answers, but if I'm really honest, I feel like I'm in turmoil too. And some of you may be feeling that way. You're supposed to have the answers. You're trying to lead for your family and lead for your kids. But if you're really honest, you go back into the back bedroom and you're alone with God and you're honest and you're saying, God, I'm, I'm kind of feeling it. I'm kind of feeling it. I'm feeling turmoil. And, 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 but he begins to talk to himself and he says, come on. Come on, let me just talk to you today. Let me learn. The Bible says this to stir it up. The Bible says stir it up. you got to stir it up. And, and, and sometimes you got to stir up that hope. you got to stir up that faith. And he says, oh, soul, I'm still going to praise you. Oh, soul, I'm still going to stir it up because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm not just saying it. It's not just, it's not just a Christian thing to do. I believe it. I'm living it. And, God, I'm, I'm going to praise you even though I don't feel it. Come on, somebody keeping hope alive. But he goes through this, this up and down ro emotional roller coaster, like many of us do. Many of us are like that. You're high, high on, on Sunday right now getting the word, and you're feeling good on Wednesday getting the word, or wherever you're, when you're tuning in and you're getting the word and you feel really good, and then you go outside and life just happens and, and we find ourselves up and down. And I thought of that game. Remember that game, um, you got to keep the ball up and don't let the ball touch the ground? I almost brought it and we were going to play it. That was the first game I learned. Maybe some of you are playing it, and you can do that later today. That's one of the craziest games. Last week, uh, Lindsay and Felicia put, uh, were playing that game for our River Kids, uh, and they were not letting the ball uh, hit the ground. Remember that? That was, that was so, so awesome. But that's the object of the game. You got one job. Don't let it hit the ground. 
And, and that's, that's exactly what David is doing here. He's, he's, his hope is, is going down, but he's learning not to let it hit the ground. Come on, t- tell somebody, don't let it hit the ground. Come on, t- type it in. I can't let hope hit the ground. Come on, don't let hope hit the ground. You, you may go up and you may go down, but David says, I, I, I'm almost down. And, and in one place he even said in Psalm, I think it's in Psalm 42, he said, I, I slipped and almost lost my way. I almost lost my way. Some of you might feel yourself almost slipping away from your spiritual patterns. But I want to remind you what David said, and he says it again right here. I'm going to get right into it. He gives us some some ways of keeping the hope up, keeping that ball from hitting the ground. In the first one, he starts right off in verse 1, and he says, As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts. For God, for the living God, when shall I come and appear to you? I love that. And appear before you. He said, I'm longing for you. So the first thing he did is he began to look up. Come on, hope begins. Hope begins when we start looking up. Come on, somebody needs to say that. Hope begins when we start looking up. You need to start looking. Hope starts from us looking up. David says, first thing I'm going to do is to get the hope back up is start looking to God. Listen, people are telling you you don't need God. People are saying you don't need, you know, religion. No, I agree. You don't need religion, but you do need God. Listen, atheism doesn't remove the pain. It only removes the hope. Not believing in God doesn't remove the pain. It only removes your hope. And some of you have been told that. Maybe it was a relative. Maybe somebody that spoke that into your life that you don't need, you don't need it. And what, what kills me about that is, is they still have things that they try to use to restore hope. It's usually switching from this thing to that thing. And, and, and without God, all you're doing is switching seats on the Titanic. Come on, somebody. You're just, you're just switching seats on the Titanic. The, the ship is going down because hope only comes in God. That emptiness that you got in your heart that you're trying to fill with this and fill with that, how long is it going to take before we realize that it's Christ in you, the hope of glory? The hope only comes through Christ. The hope only comes from a relationship with him. Is that good? Amen. Just go ahead. You, sometimes you got to stop and just God, give God some praise. I'm going to go back and have to look at this message myself. Amen. Is that sounding good back there, guys? Amen. They're in the dark, but I can see them. I know they're with me. Come on. Keep it up. Keep hope alive. Have a person. Don't let it hit the ground. See, some of you have become skeptics. I realize this. And skepticism will keep you sitting when you should be seeking. Oh, that's a good one. Skepticism will keep you sitting when you should be seeking. You're, you're skeptic. I was a skeptic. Every, every, you know, we, we look at, you know, the people are so skeptic of everything. When people say something, whether it be authorities, the government, our boss, it, 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 and we don't trust them. I mean, I'm saying you need to be aware and don't fall for everything. And as St. Simon says, and you need to do your due diligence and you need to look, look, look things up. Don't, don't be so naive. There's the word, naive. But I'm telling you at the same time, you don't need to become a cynic. You can, be, you can develop an, an awful attitude and, and, and it cause you from not progressing. And, and we start making excuses when deep down in your heart, the reason why we're not living for God is because we're skeptical. 
And listen, you can't make progress and excuses at the same time. Boy, that's good. Somebody needs to drop that down in the chat. Come on. You can't keep, you can't make progress and excuses at the same time. Hashtag keep hope alive. Come on, put that in the comment down there. You can't. You got to, sooner or later, you got to stop. Like the man I told you about in John 5, when Jesus appeared to, that was one of the messages I was going to preach today. So many in the Bible are dealing with what we're talking about today. I could pick any one of them. And Jesus told the man, you've gotten used to just sitting close to the water and not getting in the water. And he said, every time I try to get in the water, somebody beats me. What an excuse. For 38 years, you let somebody beat you in from getting your miracle? If I was him, I would be sitting so close to the edge. I can't get down there. You won't see me. I get so close to the edge that as soon as it was my time, I would just have to plop in. Come on, somebody. If you really, really want it, if, and that's the, if you really want to make progress, you're going to quit making excuses, man. That's so good. Well, I'm glad I tuned in today. Come on. I'm glad I tuned in today. But I, lo- I love this about seeking God. you got to be intentional. You got to be, look at the person next to you and say, you are responsible for your own spiritual development. You are, you are, you are the only one responsible for your own spiritual development. Seriously, we are providing avenues to encourage you today. We are providing avenues. I'm teaching you how to keep hope alive. And the first thing is looking up. First thing is looking up is how you get that hope starts to come alive and you look to God. Don't, don't get your eyes off the situation. Peter's sinking in the water. Remember that story, walking on water. And all of a sudden, he began to sink when? He got his eyes off the Lord. I mean, it's all through the Scripture. But you have to be intentional. You have to be intentional. Remember that old infomercial? Now, I'm going to re- relate. I'm going to lose a lot of younger people right here. Back in the day, there was this dude that come out, he had funny hair, and he had this, this cooker, and he, he would tell everyone, I remember because he was bald, and he had all these inventions. One of the inventions was he sprayed hair on his head. <laughs> Believe me, it don't work. Don't ask me how I know. But. And he had all these crazy inventions. One of them was this, this thing, this thing that cooked like pot roasts. And his famous war, some of you may remember this. He, he put it in and he had his audience. He said, it's easy as this. You just set it and forget it. Come on, say that with me. Set it and forget it. That's all you got to do. And he would, he was, come on, it's that easy. And you would set it in the little cooker. You would set it and forget it. Well, let me tell you, hope isn't like that. David says it's not always like that. I wish that I could always live at the level that I'm even feeling right now when I'm preaching to you. I, I, some of you got filled with the Holy Ghost at camp, back at Camp Fahola in 1977, and that's awesome. And some of you were, won a soul to the Lord. You were involved in ministry, and, but you will admit that we don't always live at that. You can't set it and forget it. you got to intentionally seek him every day. Come on, this is, this is how you keep hope alive. Come on, you got to keep that ball up. You can't just hit it and it stays up. Just like the deer needed water every day. You and I need to seek God for that day. It don't have to be three hours. I start my day every day by saying this, good morning, Jesus. I've done that for over 20 years. It helps me get into my, I don't go pray for three hours. When I drove a truck for Intamins, shout out to Sarah Lee and Intamins, the best fresh baking goods in the world, which is making a killing of money right now, but God bless you. Every morning, getting up at 3.30, driving those routes. I know some of my friends from work may be tuning in. And um, 
I, didn't, I couldn't get up any earlier than 3.30 to spend time with God. I mean, my Lord, okay? So I would just simply get up and say, good morning, Jesus, and start my day. Get in the Word. I, I would listen to Christian music or preaching or taping or then a podcast. When, uh, this was 20 years ago. We didn't have podcasts. We had a cassette tape. Come on, remember them cassette tapes? Some of y'all had them. Some, some of you had those mixtapes. Come on, somebody. <laughs> you got to pop that mixtape. Okay, I'm going off track. Okay, can we edit that? No, we're live. Okay, amen. Amen. So I put the tape in, and, and it, would keep me, it would keep me getting hope alive. So, but I, and I, my point is this. I started a pattern of faith. To this day, I still get up. First words I say is, good morning, Jesus. You know what I'm doing? I'm getting that ball off the ground. Good morning, Jesus. You got to be intentional. Come on, somebody say be intentional. Be intentional. David was always in that habit of looking to God. Remember that famous, when he, he got surrounded by the enemy, what did he say? He said, I look to the hills from whence cometh my help. Come on, somebody, I'm about to preach this morning. Somebody say, I look to the hills for where cometh my help. When things begin to surround me, I got a habit that I look up to the hills. When things begin to cave in on me, I got a habit. I look up to God. I seek into God. Come on, somebody. You can, you can go ahead. Go, go ahead and clap in church. Clap in your sanctuary. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Keep hope alive. You got to look up. You got to look up. Hashtag, it begins with looking up. Thank you, Jesus. That's the first thing he says. And as you move through the Psalms, he gives us another one in verse 4. He, then he begins to say this. When I remember, everybody say remember, say it out loud. When I remember, I got it circled and underlined in my Bible. When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God. Look at that. With the voice of joy and praise. With a multitude that kept a pilgrim feast. Verse 6. Then he says, oh, my God, my soul is cast down within me. What am I going to do? Therefore, I will remember. Come on. I will remember you from the land of the Jordan. Now, that is a, that is a metaphor of, of, a good, of a time when he remembers being with the presence of God. But what he begins to say is he says, man, I miss church. Come on, somebody. If you're missing church, put, man, I'm missing church. Come on. Put it in. He says, the first thing I, I do is I look up. Then the second thing is I look back. Come on. Somebody needs to look back. He looks back. Back and he remembers when he used to gather at River of Life. He remembers uh, the praising God and, and having church. Y'all remember that? I mean, this is fun, but let me tell you, I miss you. I miss the corporate worship. Come on, if you're missing that corporate worship, put it in there. I'm missing my praise in church. I miss church. Whatever. Come on, put it in there. I just, I'm just missing in the house of God. I'm missing being in church, being in the house of God. That's what he's saying here. I remember when I used to go to the house of God. I remember how awesome it was and, and singing praises and hearing other people sing. And Man, one of the things I love to do is to look around and worship on Sunday and to see all of you praising God with your families, men with their hands up. And some of you come from some crazy backgrounds. We have all kinds of people at our church from, from CEOs uh, that went to Penn State and those that went to the state pen. Come on, somebody. All over the place, right? And you worship God together in the house of the Lord. That's how beautiful it is. It's, David said it is there where God commands the blessing when we're together. So don't get too used to being at home. I mean, it's, it's, it has its place. But man, let me just stir your remembrance this morning. 
and how awesome it is to get up and to get dressed. I know that's kind of tough, but you get into the church, you get into the car, and you drive, and you get out here, and you get those hugs, you get those handshakes, you get those high fives, you see each other, your kids, man, get to see their friends, and, and uh, you know, get them kids loving each other. Little Andrew Patterson, he's a, he's a greeter in River Kids. He's, he's one of the first ones when you walk in, he loves to just give you a hug. He's a little lover. Amen. He just turned five, by the way. He had to celebrate at home. And, um, but them little kids are missing it. And that's okay to miss it. It's okay to miss it. It's hard, ain't it, Pastor Steve, leading worship with nobody here. So he said, hey, I need some drums so I can do other songs. And I said, I don't know, man. I'm missing, I'm missing some drummers here. Amen. I'm missing Dave, missing Joe. But it's hard to lead worship looking at a camera. You got to worship by faith. <laughs> Amen. Come on, tell your neighbor, sit down. It's just, it's just now getting good. Come on, I know. I feel like someone got up just now. Amen. Someone say, look up, look back. And not only did he say, I'm missing church, but this is what looking back also means. David remembered where he came from. He remembered. He never forgot where he came from. You see, usually we tell you in church, forget the things in the past. And there, there, is, there is some things we need to forget about. We need to leave it and forget it and set it and forget it. Amen. We don't need to hear about how you used to do all this and all that all the time. Some people's testimony, they get up and it's like, whoa, dude, what are you, where's Jesus at? You know what I'm saying? You know them people? I mean, remember testimony time in church. Amen. Pastor's worst nightmare. Amen. Okay, anyway. But, he, but one thing you don't forget is you forget where he brought you. David had a, had a habit. He had a habit of always remembering. Where, remember he went to go fight the giant? And before he fought the giant, one of the things that that hope was going down when, he, when his own king looked at him and said, you're not able. Someone that may be a parent in your life or a boss or someone you looked up to might have spoke those words to you and it hurt you. They were the main ones that were supposed to be your cheerleader, supposed to be the one that has your back. And they said, you can't do this. You ain't going to be nobody. You're going to be just like your mama. You're going to be just like your daddy. You're going to be just like your, your uncle and them or whatever. And, and, and you believe that and it hurt you. That's what happened to David. His, his king looked at him and says, you can't take the king. You can't take this giant. You, you are just a boy. And this giant has been a warrior since he was a boy. You imagine that, trying to go and give a speech or do anything, and, and the, the words you hear right before you get up there is someone that you respect say something like that, and it hurt you. But you know how David got over it? His hope went right down when he heard that. But you know how, dope, how he got it back up? He remembered. He looked back. Looked back at what? What did he say? He said, God helped me defeat the lion, and he helped me defeat the bear. Come on, what's he doing? I believe he went into his little tent, and he kept those heads mounted on the wall. Amen. He kept those, those trophies up there. Come on, you deer hunters got them trophies up there, and those deer heads or whatever. He, that's what he did. He had the lion and the bear, and they weren't just to be trophies for whatever reason. They were reminders. I think he went right in, and he turned the light on. Some of you need to go back and turn the light on and look at what God has done for you. Look where God has brought you. Look how God has delivered you. Look how God has never left you. He's never forsaken you. He's going to be with you now. He was with you then. He's with you now. And he's going to be with you when we get done with this. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Hashtag keeping hope alive. That's how you do it. He said, man, he was with me when I defeated the lion. He'll be with me when I defeated the bear. And he's going to be with me when I take this giant down. 
get me excited this morning. And if you're tuning in, you're not used to that kind of preaching. Let me just say it like this. He's still the God. I can't say it like that. Okay. Amen. Pray for Pastor Eddie. There's a lot going on here. Listen, but he said, I'm not going to forget where God has brought me. I'm not going to forget where he has brought me. And the lion and the bear were just reminding me that God is still faithful. Some of you want to take a giant down. Some of you want to want to be a giant killer, but you can't deal with the little lion and the bear in your life. So let me just tell you, you got to deal and have victory over these little things before you're going to be able to take down the big things. That's just a side note for somebody today. Some of you, I want, I want to be a giant killer. I want to do that. I want to do that. And you still got these little lions and, and bears stealing from you. Because that's what they would do. They would come in and steal from him, steal the flock. The Bible says that little foxes spoil the vine. It's not always the big things. It's the little things that we allow to get our hope down. It's the little things that causes us to get all depressed. And, and we need to get to the place. I'm talking to the mature Christian now. You need to get to the place where, man, you, you've defeated the lion. You've got to have some trophies. You've been serving God for how long? You should have some trophies in that tent. You should, ha- you should have some trophies back there where you can say, I remember a time when I almost slipped. I almost lost my way, but God done this. God made a way when there was no way. I know I got laid off, but he still provided. I know that relationship didn't work, but God brought someone else better. I know I was in this place and I almost lost my mind, but God has brought me through and now I got peace. That surpassing all understanding. Come on, that's a trophy today. Those are trophies. Hallelujah. That's my, that's my personal secret weapon. When I look back at where God has brought me and when I, my hope begins to fail and I begin to struggle, I begin to look at where God has brought me. And man, I said, God, all the things that you broke off my life, all the habits, the lifestyle, the way of thinking. Listen, I, when, when, when I say you're looking at a miracle, I mean that. You are looking at a miracle today. I never planned on being a pastor, never planned on, on this. I, I just wanted to get my life right. I just wanted to raise my daughters, be a good dad, be a good husband, work a job, pay my taxes, you know, and not be, not be taken down by depression and, and addiction and, and all of the things. I was tired of it, and I turned to God. I'm going to share a little bit more about that next week. And I turned to God, and he set me free. And for 20, it'll be 23 years this November that I've been set free. We sung that song, the first song that we did. What was that first song? Standing in Your Love. There's that one song that talks about chains are breaking off me. Isn't that a lyric in there somewhere? The chains are, are not on me. Power that can break off every chain. Yeah, there it goes. I had to go back into the musician mindset. There's power that can break off every chain. And I know my Life Challenge and Teen Challenge friends that are watching, when you guys sing that song down at chapel, it's, it blesses my heart because you're living it, man. And you're living free. And you're living the chain, the power that raised Jesus from the dead is that same power that you've experienced that has broken the chains off of your life. And it blesses my heart to hear you sing that, man. It's awesome. It's a testimony. You keep hope alive by looking up. You keep hope alive by looking back. And then lastly, as I start to close with this, in verse 8, look what he says. He says, the Lord will, look at that, will. Somebody say, will command. He will command his loving kindness in the daytime. And in the night, his song shall be with me. I love that. 
He said, so what? He's looking forward. Obviously, he's looking forward. He says, but did you catch this? I, I never caught this before. I read that, and it says, it says, he will command his love in the daytime. But at nighttime, I'm going to sing his praise. He never said he felt God's love in the nighttime. But he did have a song. See, let me, let me tell you this. You never lose your praise. Please don't ever lose your praise. He didn't, even though he didn't feel God's love, he knew it was coming. He was still able to praise him. Come on. And this is where you get that hope. This is where that hope begins to come alive. When you begin to praise him, even though you don't feel him. This is when in the nighttime, when you don't feel his love. That's what he's saying. He said, I don't feel his love, but I'm still going to sing praises. I, I don't feel it, but I'm still going to sing it. I don't feel it, but I'm still going to believe it. I don't feel it, but I'm still going to get it. I don't feel it, but I'm still going to believe it. Come on. I'm gonna, I don't feel it, but I'm still going to worship. I don't feel saved all the time, but I'm going to live saved. Come on, somebody. I don't feel it. It's not, it's not a feeling. It's a choice. I'm reminded of that song uh, or the story of Ezekiel. There's some great songs coming out of this, this quarantine from the church. Have you heard some of these songs? We sung one of them today, The Blessing. I love that song. It's just been on my repeat, man. It's just a blessing. It's a beautiful song. Sometimes the best songs come out of the darkest places. Amen? And, and there's another one out called The Rattle, right? And it was released by Elevation Worship and another powerful song. But that story... That song is about the story of Ezekiel in the Old Testament, where the Bible says God brought him into a valley of dry bones, and the bones were very dry, and the bones were very dead. Come on, man. That's so good. I'll preach that. That's, that's so, but it's more than just something good to preach. And God said to the prophet, can these bones live? And let me ask you that. Can you feel like you used to feel? Or maybe you're, hope, you're feeling hopeless right now. And that's how Ezekiel was feeling. And he says, can these bones live? Can you get to that place again? And you know what he, I loved? He was brutally honest, just like David was. He said, God, only you know. Listen, there's going to be times when you get to the place when you're like, man, I don't even know. I don't even know, man. I don't even feel it. I don't even know. But I love what, what God said. God said, I need you to prophesy. Come on, somebody. I need you to prophesy. He said, I want you to prophesy to the wind. Come on, this is how you overcome. This, I'm telling you, this is how you get hope resurrected in your life again. David said, I don't feel it. All I got is a song at night. I don't feel his love, but I'm still going to sing it. And Ezekiel began to prophesy. And he began to speak to the dead bones. And he began to say, come alive in the name of Jesus. Come on, some of you need to speak to that relationship that is dead and say, come alive in Jesus' name. I need to, God wants to resurrect that hope in you again. That's so good. And the Bible says as he began to do that, he began to hear a sound of rattling, rattling. The bones begin to rattle. Come on. We're going to come out of this quarantine. And, and, and the praise that you, the praise that you get in the valley will be momentum for the top of the hill. The praise that you get in the valley will be momentum to get you out of the valley. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. The praise that you get in the valley is just going to be momentum to get you out of the valley. Come on. The praise that you get in the valley is going to be momentum to get you out of the valley. I said the praise that comes in the valley, the praise that you find in the valley will be momentum to get you out of the valley. And you need to, we're going to come out of this quarantine and we're going to come praising God. We're not going to wait till we get out. We're going to start preparing now. You're 
You're going to start praising now. You're going to start worshiping now. You're going to start lifting your voice now. Turn that prayer music up. Turn that worship music up. Begin to get practice right now and begin to sing in your night season. Begin to worship in that night season. I know you prayed and it didn't seem to happen, but don't lose hope. Get that hope back up. Get that hope back up and begin to praise him. Begin to look forward of what he's going to do. Hallelujah. Come on, that's good. Thank you, Jesus. This too shall shall pass. This too shall pass in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. This is how you keep hope alive. By looking up. Some of you need to do that right now. You're not serving God, man. You know you're not living for him. You're just not there. You're, You're a skeptic. And that's okay. I've been there. I've been there. I thought in my mind if I became a Christian, I'd have to do this and do that. Man, it's never what you think anyway. You ever be wrong about something? Thought your job was going to be like that? Thought it's the same way people do with faith, man. They, they get it all twisted. It's the best decision I've ever made in my life, man. But I totally surrendered to God. I looked up and I said, okay, God, here, have my family, have my life. I'm going to follow you. And I begin to look up and hope begin to come alive in my life. And you know what? That, that's really what helped me get rid of all those other things. You want to help you stop sinning and stop going back to that life is when, if you find something better. The object of the game is not, I can't do that. I'm not supposed to do that. If you just find something better, you won't want to do that. You know, church used to be like going to the gym for a lot of people and for me. You didn't really want to go, but you liked the results, and you like once you got there how you felt. But getting up and going, you wasn't. You know, I understand that many are there right now. But then it come a point when it wasn't like going to the gym. It was more like this deer drinking water. It was something that, like food and water, it's a necessity and you look forward to it. How many look forward to a good meal? Come on, somebody. Amen. 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 You look for, it's not work. You know, if you don't like to, if you're not looking forward to the meal, then you might need to get a better cook. And I don't want to start a war right now in the house. But if you're not looking forward, <laughs> if you're not looking forward to eating good food, I mean, maybe something's spiritually wrong with you. In fact, I could go a little deeper with that analogy. The, the first symptom of being sick is you lose your appetite. All I'm telling you is that, man, once you, what does the Bible say? Taste and see that the Lord is good. You need to look up and give your life to the Lord. Those of you that have the Spirit of God and you have a hope, you need to look up again. You need to look up again. And then you need to look back. Look back at, remember the times coming here, coming and worshiping corporately and hearing those songs and hearing the full team? I miss you guys singing. I miss looking up and seeing you guys lifting your hands and knowing your stories. And Allison, I love when you sing about fear has no more shackles on you. And, and, and you know, you struggled with that and you've shared that testimony and it's ministered to so many other people. And Jennifer Decker, I've seen you through the pain worship God up here. And, and, and I just get so blessed by watching you and Nikita, what you've been through. And you're up on stage and, and you're worshiping and you're leading. And Nancy, with that anointing and you stir it up and you'll corporately lead us into worship and I don't want Lisa all of you there's there's a whole gang of you that leads us into worship every week and I just look and I just say man it just blesses my heart I remember those times we'll look forward to it again it's going to happen again it's going to happen again amen I'm I'm out of time I'm going to pray a blessing over you if you need to accept Jesus Christ into your life I want you to say this say Heavenly Father 
Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my life. Resurrect hope. Resurrect hope. And from this day forward, help me to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. Look forward to seeing you. Thanks for listening. We trust that God has spoken to you through today's message. If you would like to know more about our church or if you would like to help support the ministry, please go to www.rol-ag.org. River of Life Assembly of God, a church of His presence, His promises, and all people.